At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL Schedule Release, presented by Verizon, coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is Sunday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VEASAN, the sports betting network. All right, back here downtown Las Vegas on a cold, rainy night, but it's uh, pretty nice in here in the Circus Studio. VSEN has set us up with a three-hour show tonight to talk about everything we possibly can. College hoops, college football, NFL, XFL, golf, UFC, you name it, and uh, NBA actually in the final hour. Right now, we got two college games about to tip off on the West Coast. And I've got – I'm having a really good day in college basketball and hopefully you can finish it off. I've got Gonzaga minus five against St. Mary's. The Circus Sports closing number is six. I've also got San Diego State minus one against New Mexico. And this number is uh, two and a half at Circa as it's about to tip off in Spokane and Albuquerque here uh, late night. We have a final score in Las Vegas in the XFL. D.C. Defenders 18, Vegas Vipers six. Underdog and under the total, and that's good news for Brad Powers, who joins me now, college football handicapper specialist. And uh, Brad, you bet the under tonight in this XFL game, I believe. Is that correct? Under thirty-four and a half. <laughs> no, I got a good number. I, you know, just did my little bit of homework. I was, I looked at the future cast and saw that uh, you know the weather wasn't going to be good, especially really bad for the, for Vegas, and then. Uh, also, what surprised me, you and I were talking this but before, I was shocked that it was going to be played at Cashman Field. So I looked into a little bit, grass field. Obviously, the field conditions were terrible today. Uh, it's not a good field to begin with, even in good weather. So you just did a couple little extra legwork, uh, but under 37 and a half a couple days ago. Well, yeah, that was a good number. And actually, I can't 
It just doesn't make sense to be playing games out of Cashman Field. It looks like a crappy field, and it's actually a bad weather night. Good bet by you under the total in the uh, D.C. Vegas game. And v Stormy Bonantoni is out there doing sideline reporting tonight. Did not look like an enviable uh, position to be in <laughs> in that weather uh, tonight. Have you been uh, actually – Handicapping much uh, XFL? Have you studied? I know your uh, your good buddy Steve Fezzik has been tweeting about this, and he's watching every game, uh, start <laughs> to finish. Have you put much effort into uh, handicapping the XFL at this point? I am not. I have relied on that good buddy, Mister Fezzik, and uh, there's been some wins and some losses. I'll put it that way. It's been hit or miss. Okay. All right. Well, let's talk uh, NFL because I saw you tweeting about this this week, and. Uh, it caught me by surprise, too, when I see that Anthony Richardson, former Florida quarterback, is uh, supposedly soaring up draft boards. Well, the odds are plummeting on uh, Richardson to be the number one pick in the NFL draft. And uh, 100-1 to at some points. BetMGM, I believe, had 100-1. to Now you're finding 7-1, to 10-1 to in that range for Anthony Richardson to be the number one pick in the NFL draft, which I think is absolutely absurd uh, Brad, you've studied these guys. Will Levis, Anthony Richardson, C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, the quarterbacks who are expected to go in the first round, if not the top ten. Uh, what's your take on Richardson, and do you think he's a legit top ten, if not a number one pick? Well, first, let me say this. There's two different schools of thought. I am not surprised that you know a GM or a franchise is going to heavily reach and, you know, take a chance or a flyer on both Anthony Richardson and Will Levis. So I'm not recommending you bet over their draft position, meaning that they're, you know, going to drop on draft boards. If anybody's going to reach on quarterbacks, it'll be in the first round. Not surprised on that. If I I put on my GM hat, though, and I were in charge of taking these quarterbacks, I would not draft Anthony Richardson in the top ten. Hell, I would not draft him in the first round. Don't see it. Just don't. I, I mean, I know everyone falls in love with a 6'4", 235-pound quarterback that can run uh, Cam Newton-esque uh, in some aspects. But reality is this is a kid that struggled with accuracy issues, doesn't have a ton of experience, even at the college level, had one year starting. And, you know, there's just multiple – there's not one bad game. There's multiple bad games on tape for him. And everybody remembers the highlights from that opener against Utah and the highlight plays that he made against LSU, even though they were down big in that game. I do not see it. I also don't see it from Will Levis. Uh, just accuracy issues consistent for him, whether he's playing behind a bad offensive line this year or behind a really good offensive line the prior year at Kentucky. I do not like either one. I, if I had a GM hat on, neither one would go in the top half of the first round. I agree with you, and uh, sometimes I wonder where this stuff comes from. I, and we've seen it uh, a lot of times over the years where a prospect comes out of nowhere and all of a sudden the uh, – NFL thinks they can turn a player into something he's not. Occasionally it works. Most times I think it doesn't. You know, I've watched a lot of Will Levis, too. And um, I, don't, I don't see it in Will Levis. He was a guy who got beat out at Penn State, transferred to Kentucky. I don't care so much he got beat out there. But while I'm watching him at Kentucky the last couple of years, Brad, I saw a guy who turned the ball over way too much. Uh, kind of reminded me of Sam Darnold at USC, a guy who was a turnover machine. I don't like Will Levis necessarily either. They're talking about both these guys being top five picks. You tweeted about this. You called it insane. Uh, I, I tend to agree with you, Matt. I, I don't know what's going on here. And, um, <laughs> you know, when we bet this stuff, when we bet NFL draft props, we can't bet our opinion. 
We have to bet what, what's going to happen, what, you know, how these teams are going to draft, not what our opinion is. When we get to the draft and we get to the first round, do you think these guys, if you had to bet on it today, do you think they're both going to be top ten picks, talking about Levis and Richardson? Oh, wow, good question. I think at least one goes in the top yeah, ten. I, I, I think, yeah, I, I could borderline see both, to be honest with you. I just uh, People are just fall in love, are going to fall in love with, with both measurables for the guys, and I'm sure – that both, you know, at least one of them will have a really good pro day. So, uh, yeah, at least one's going to go in the top ten, in my opinion. Even though, again, I don't believe that should be the case. But I will say this: uh, Will Levis, you mentioned it. They wanted him to beat out Sean Clifford. They gave him op- every opportunity to beat uh, beat out of Sean Clifford. Couldn't do it at Penn State. Mm-hmm. I think that's a major red flag going there. But I, look, it should be C.J. Stroud, the number two quarterback, and obviously the number one quarterback, first overall picks. Even though he's got size issues, I think it should be Bryce Young. And he currently still is the favorite there. You know, I love to talk about the NFL draft and uh, what should happen or what will happen. And uh, there's been a lot of talk about the Bears. Should they trade Justin Fields? What should they do with the number one pick? You know, I kind of laugh about this Anthony Richardson talk because watching him, I think he's raw, Brad. And I say, Anthony Richardson in three years might be able to become what Justin Fields is now. Would you agree with that? Maybe? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I would. I mean, that, that's how bad of a prospect I think Anthony Richardson is. So, yeah, it, it's going to take multiple years to just to get him to be uh, – I mean, keep in mind, 53% at the college level. Just right. say it out loud. That I mean, he's got accuracy issues at the college level. How does that get better uh, overnight at, at the NFL level? At least Justin Fields was an accurate passer in college. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you see that step up. He's struggling in the pass game now. I mean, but he didn't. That wasn't the case at Ohio State. So, I agree with that. Three years, yeah, Richardson could be the you know Fields. Uh, so yeah, if I'm the Bears, I'm not taking Richardson. If you want it, I could get, I be enticed in taking Bryce Young. I could tell you that. Yeah, I, I do like Bryce Young. Are you worried about him being slightly built? Do you think that's going to be a problem in the NFL? Right now, we're looking at the number one draft pick odds, and that's from DraftKings: Bryce Young minus one sixty, C.J. Stroud plus three eighty, Will Levis um, thirteen to two plus six fifty, Anthony Richardson's plus seven fifty. You got Jalen Carter and Will Anderson right in that ten to one range. So if we're talking nineteen ninety five NFL, yeah, I'd be worried because you could hit the quarterback uh, in today's day and age in uh, NFL where they protect the quarterback at all costs. No, I'm not that concerned with his stature. Uh, also, I think if you watch the, the tape, he does a really good job of avoiding hits. I know he got a little bit banged up prior to the Tennessee game, but for the most part, he played two years relatively injury free. And he, you know, if you watch him play, he, he does a really good job. Uh, I'm not taking the big hit. So, no, I, I don't think it's the one time where I don't think that flight of build is going to be that big of a, a deal for me. So, of the quarterbacks, you would rank them in terms of NFL prospects, Young, Stroud, Levis, Richardson, or how would you rank those four? Yeah, I would rank, um, obviously, Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, then a big drop-off, then Will Levis, then Anthony Richardson. And, and again, only two guys, to me, are, are first-round caliber guys. Right. I think – there's two better prospects playing another year of college football, that being Drake May in North Carolina and obviously the returning Heisman winner, uh, Caleb Williams at USC. I agree with you. I said the 2024 draft's going to be much better for quarterbacks uh, than this one in 2023, uh, but we got to wait a year to get there. So uh, how about the defensive players? Will Anderson, Jalen Carter, Tyree Wilson's going to start to get some uh, hype too, I think, closer uh, to the draft. Which defensive player do you like the best or which one do you think – would go the highest if you were going to bet that today? 
Right now, if I would bet it today, Jalen Carter would be the guy that I think goes the highest. Uh, it's kind of a toss-up between him and Will Anderson. Two, I think, can't miss prospects. I just, if you want slam dunk, safe bets. I mean, I know it's not the sexy to take the defensive player, but it's too good of a defensive prospects, uh, you know, up at the line of scrimmage, whether it be, you know, pass rush capability, Will Anderson, or a guy that can play defensive end or defensive tackle and Jalen Carter. I mean, I, I think those are two can't miss prospects. Have you made any NFL draft bets yet? There's not a lot out there to uh, bet on at this point. Uh, hopefully we'll start to see a lot more stuff pop up here in the next uh, month or so. But have you made any draft bets yet? Well, first, let me say this. I would, ex- I would hope that would be the case, but I'm hearing a lot of feedback that they're, they're not very, uh, let's say, wanting to put up a lot of draft stuff this year. They've been beat up consistently year after year. Uh, I think it'll be a while for the Vegas stuff to, to come along, but I honestly, I think people will come to their senses, and I think Bryce Young minus 150 to go first uh, number one pick overall. I mean, if I had to make one bet as far as the number one pick, that would be it. I mean, I would expect him to be minus 300 when it's all said and done. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with that. I, that's the guy I think is going to be the number one pick as well. By the way, I would expect you know, I talked to Johnny Avello, DraftKings Sportsbook Director, about this because a lot of us have beat up the books on the draft here the past few years. And the uh, bookmakers yeah. bookmakers are tired of taking a beating on this, and they don't want to put up as many props. I don't think you're going to see as much stuff in Vegas. But Johnny says DraftKings is still going to put everything up, and uh, I think William Hill probably will do a pretty good job with draft props. Who knows? But we're definitely not going to see the same menu, expanded menu, we saw the past few years. Brad, can you hang on? I want to talk two college football topics with you on the other side if you can hang on a few minutes. Yeah, let's do it. All right, back in a couple minutes with Brad Powers on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. 
Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah, like check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, hey, <laughs> hey, stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that saying? with Some everyone you meet? try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got him. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot? Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or, like, put a sign in your yard, but... All right, so what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. is Sunday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VEASAN, the sports betting network. In addition to new shows, VEASAN will kick off new podcasts to give every better the insights, tools, and confidence to make smarter betting decisions. The VEASAN College Basketball Betting Podcast is one of those. We have some of the best college hoops analysis around. Tim Murray is the host. We have three episodes each week. I'm on two of those, and Adam Burke and Wes Reynolds, also a part of this, a VSIN college basketball betting podcast. All free and available now at vsin.com slash podcast. All right, Brad Powers, college football handicapper, joins me now at Brad Powers 7 on Twitter. We were talking a little bit during the break about uh, Coach Prime and what's going to happen in Colorado. And I talked about this in the first hour with Chad Andrews, a Denver radio host. And uh, I think Chad's more optimistic than you about what could happen uh, with the Buffaloes in 2023. So I got a two-part question for you here. How improved is Colorado going to be in Dion's first year? And is his son, Shadur Sanders, a legit quarterback? Is he worth Heisman hype or not? I'll start with the latter uh, and then work towards the former. Uh, let's start Shadur Sanders. Uh I tweeted this a while ago, uh, kind of went, uh, dude, I guess I woke up the, the prime nation there and didn't like it. But <laughs> I mean, when you look at the Heisman futures board, I mean, Shadur Sanders is treated like a top 10, top 15 player in all of college football, regardless of position. I tweeted that I'd take at least 50 players, borderline a hundred players over them. And I still stand by that. Uh, you asked me uh, during the commercial break, uh, my thoughts, and I, I think he's a below average power five starting quarterback. So, uh, you know, he's like a four-star kid coming out of high school, uh, three-star tape in my opinion, but, but he's got that five-star last name. Uh, so you do the math and I equate it to a four-star. Had a great FCS uh, season last year, but had to step up. I mean, again, this is back-to-back years. When they had to step up in FCS competition in that celebration bowl game where they're playing the, the winner of the, the other conference mm-hmm. uh, as far as HBCUs, and disappointed. I mean, Colorado, I mean, they, you look at, they're not going to be dealing with a lot of expectations, but I mean, when prime had to deal with some expectations there in those two bowl games, lost outright as a double digit favorite both times. Now you're right. I recall that as well. Now I know you bet Colorado's season win total under five and a half at uh, some point here this, uh, this winter. And that's, that number has been taken down. Uh, that number's not up there now, right? No, it's not. It got taken down. It got reposted at like, I think as low as like three and a half. And I think that's probably more realistic. So let's just play off of Colorado what they were last year. And that is a bottom 10 team in the country 
regardless if you're counting Power 5 or Group of 5. So you upgrade their power. I'm just going to my end-of-year power rating. I mean, you, your season win total will be like one and a half. It, it, if you just use Colorado's end-of-season power rating, they're going to be better than that. You upgrade them 10 points, I'm only getting to three wins. You upgrade them 14 points, maybe four wins. And I look, I'm not a big guy that thinks teams automatically should be upgraded two touchdowns from one season, one season to the next. Usually it's maybe one team in the country. So I think they'll be much improved, maybe the most improved team in the country. But still, we're only talking about a team that's probably, if I had to set the season win total, probably three, four wins max. How good is Nebraska going to be in Matt Rule's first season? The home games for Colorado, Nebraska, Colorado State, and then in the Pac-12, USC, Stanford, Oregon State, and Arizona. Road games, TCU, Oregon, Arizona State, UCLA, Washington State, and Utah. Again, we're looking at the Colorado Buffalo's 2023 schedule. Deion Sanders, first season as coach. How good is uh, Nebraska going to be uh, for Matt Rule? And what, what do you think a realistic win total is? Would you say three and a half is where you think this should be set for the Buffaloes? Yeah, three and a half for the Buffaloes. Uh, Nebraska, I think, is a team that uh, I think bowl eligibility should be the, the goal there. I know that that's not what they want to hear, but uh-huh. I'll tell you, when you haven't made a bowl game in six years, that should, that should be a good season. It's funny you transition to that. Uh, I bet Nebraska, I laid six and a half uh, against Colorado. That week two game is available at FanDuel. I laid six and a half with Nebraska. I think that lines off at least three points. So uh, I'm a little bit more optimistic on Nebraska. I'm a little bit more pessimistic on the Buffs. Okay, Nebraska, six-and-a-half-point favorite at Colorado. You laid the six-and-a-half with uh, Matt Rule and the Cornhuskers. College football game of the year numbers up at uh, one sports book already. Brad, you tweeted these out uh, this week. I'll mention uh, what you tweeted out. Florida State, one, minus one against LSU. Alabama, eight-and-a-half-point favorite against Texas. Uh, Clemson, minus three against Florida State. Ohio State, minus eight-and-a-half at Notre Dame. Texas minus five against Oklahoma, USC minus three at Notre Dame. Uh, and you got a few more on the list there. Michigan minus one against Ohio State. Anything that you hit on the uh, college football games of the year right there? Yeah, I did bet Ohio State late eight and a half at Notre Dame. People think that's a little expensive. I don't. And I don't think my Notre, Dame's power, my Notre Dame power rating is off that much because I actually bet Notre Dame plus three against USC and bet Notre Dame against Navy. So, uh, I, the, my favorite one of that bunch would be the Buckeyes. Uh, I think maybe some hidden value. That crowd would be a 50-50 crowd, believe it or not. I mean, Ohio State hasn't made the trip to South Bend in more than a quarter century. Notre Dame fans notorious for selling their tickets. Uh, Georgia <laughs> fans traveled well just a few years ago. Nebraska fans did, and I'm dating myself with that one. So I think there's some hidden value there. I, I, I like the Buckeyes 8.5 against Notre Dame. All right, we see Florida State minus one against LSU. Rematch Seminoles won that game last year. Brian Kelly went over the win total in his first year in Baton Rouge. Eight-and-a-half-point dog to Alabama this time. That's a game that LSU won on the final play last season. Uh, how good is LSU going to be in Brian Kelly's uh, second season? Yeah, clear-cut top-ten team, in my uh-huh. opinion. Uh, you know, a team that, you know, obviously you start with Georgia in the SEC, Alabama be number two, LSU's a clear-cut number three team. We're going to know right away that Florida State-LSU game, both teams right now, I have in the top-ten of my power rating. So, I mean, that by far is the best game of week one. Where does Texas fit into the picture, and what do you expect to happen at quarterback? Yeah, so another team that I'm high on, Texas. I think they're a, a top-ten team. Now, we'll see how they get priced. Keep in mind, this is a Texas team that's went under their season win total every single year except one going back to 2010. So, I mean, notoriously overrated in the preseason, but 
Right now, I got him number eight in my power ratings. What do I expect a quarterback? I expect Quinn Ewers to be the starter as we open the season. But if I had to bet, I would expect Arch Manning to maybe close the season as the starter. Really? You don't think Arch is going to win it by game one? <laughs> That's a, I got to watch the spring <laughs> game. Hey, he could do uh-huh. it. I mean, Quinn Ewers is overrated, obviously. I right? think so, too. Yeah. Really impressed. So, yeah, I, there's a possibility, definitely. Uh, that's going to be an interesting thing to watch this spring because it's uh, there's going to be a lot of pressure to make Arch Manning the uh, starting quarterback in uh, week one. And I, I didn't think Quinn Ewers was all that impressive, actually, um, to finish the season. Uh, Brad Powers, always appreciate your time, man, and uh, great college football analysis. At Brad Powers 7, thanks a lot. Have a great weekend, man. Hey, thanks for having me. Take care. All right. He's about the best in the business when it comes to uh, college football handicapping. Spins all year on it, and uh, I jumped into the XFL tonight, two and bet an under in the uh, D.C. Vegas game, and uh, it got there. The final score tonight in the XFL, if you care, D.C. Defenders 18, Vegas Spifers 6 at Cashman Field in Las Vegas, so under and underdog. Vegas was a four-point favorite in uh, that game. Let's update what's happening in uh, college hoops and some final scores tonight. Uh, Indiana. Seven-point underdog, close six-and-a-half here at Circus Sports. Actually opened eight, close six-and-a-half. The sharp money on the Hoosiers and the sharp money in the right place. What a disappointing performance from Purdue tonight. A team that was ranked number one in the country just a couple weeks ago, now down to number five, and now has five losses on the season at 24-5. and five. Purdue had a four-point halftime lead tonight, could not hit a three, just shot so poorly from three on its uh, home floor, it's inexcusable. Jalen hood Shafino. Outstanding performance. I think went for 31 points tonight. Indiana gets the win, 79-71. to 71. And the thing about it is Purdue led 40-34 early in the second half. Indiana answered with a uh, 12-0 run, and Purdue really never made a run. Cut it to five at one point, but uh, got run off the floor at Mackey Arena, and that's something that rarely ever happens. Hood Shafino, 35 points tonight for Indiana. Believe it or not, Trace Jackson Davis only had 10 points. If you knew Indiana was only going to get 10 points from Trace Jackson Davis, how much would you have bet on Purdue tonight? Not the case. Not needed. Hood Shafino, star freshman, 14 for 24 from the field. Only one of those was a three-pointer, 35 points. And uh, the Hoosiers get to win 79-71 to in the series sweep, the regular season sweep, uh, and a big win in West Lafayette. Now, Zach Eady was not the problem uh, for Purdue, Edie, who's still the front runner, the favorite to be the college player of the year, national player of the year, 26 points, 16 rebounds, uh, but not much help. Purdue shot five for 23 from three-point range, and um, Zach Edie with uh, 16 of the team's 46 rebounds. Purdue actually out-rebounded Indiana 46-30 to 30 and lost by eight. That's hard to do on your home floor. All right, so that's uh, – the biggest result from tonight, now in the books, we got two games in progress. We'll update later during the show. St. Mary's Gonzaga underway in Spokane and San Diego State, New Mexico, uh, just tipped off at the pit in Albuquerque. Quick break. Uh, we come back. I'll talk uh, UFC with the fight doctor, Lou Finicaro. Stay tuned. This is
is Sunday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. All right, VSIN is uh, hyped to announce a new weekend lineup of live shows to cover the dyma- dynamic sports betting markets like no one else can. Go to vcin.com, check out the new lineup starting Monday. I'll tell you right here, vcin tonight is going to be the show I'm on with uh, Wes Reynolds. 9 to midnight Eastern time, 6 to 9 Pacific, Monday through Friday right here at the Circa studio. And uh, excited to start that show with Wes on Monday. Great to have this guy back on the fight doctor, Lou Finnecaro from his home office in Phoenix, Arizona. Lou, how did the uh, UFC fight night card go for you? I assume you hit some dogs tonight. Well, first of all, Matt, thanks for uh, having me on. I appreciate stepping in. And, you know, so far this year, as well last year, favorites running 67% in the UFC. So dog hunting is hasn't been as easy as in past years. Now, that all being said, tonight, uh, I think it was 6-3-1. and one. And in the main event, we lost three different fights out of the fight card. One, which was the five-round main event between Prilov and Span, that goes away. So the co-main event, Brendan Allen fighting uh, Andre Muniz, two grapplers, becomes the main event. Allen, a big, almost two-to-one underdog, submitted the submission specialist, Muniz, in the third round. And you had uh, Brendan Allen, I believe, at plus 175 or so tonight, right? That's correct. He he went off anywhere from 170 to 185, yes. I see you tweeted plus 185 on your About Business uh, podcast with a picture of a mangy mutt, really ugly dog there. But, hey, that dog got there in the wind column for you. How good was the card overall tonight at the um, Apex in Las Vegas? It, it was a great card. You know, uh, some – People in our industry like to throw a little mud once in a while, but, you know, I was around uh, for boxing for a lot of years. You'd get an Ali fight or a big marquee fight, and then you'd get seven or eight suppositories with it. So the fact that the (laughs) UFC is lining us up with 40 to 45 quality cards a year, I don't uh, complain about them. There's always four or five fertile underdogs to try and uncover in each fight card, I think. Uh, it keeps you busy. You've done a great job handicapping uh, the UFC. Uh, really, you took off during the pandemic in 2020 when uh, the UFC had the spotlight. You've been doing a great job before then and uh, since then, Lou. And uh, follow him on Twitter, at GamLou, if uh, you want to see his uh, fight insights and also uh, follow his podcast. Now, Lou, one thing uh, I really wanted to talk to you about tonight is um, UFC 285. That's a T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas on Saturday, March 4th. This is going to be a big event because it's the return of John Bones Jones. We haven't seen this guy for a while. Uh, what do you expect in the fight? Um, the main card, let's see, uh, next Saturday night against Cyril Gain. And I, I think Jones is minus 150 right now. Is that the, is that the updated number? Actually, uh, I see 155 there on the uh, – I just checked uh, DraftKings before I came on. I think he's closer to 160. Okay. Uh, and I, uh, what I will say is that I think that by the time uh, next week comes and we're Thursday, it could be just a little bit higher. Uh, now, here's really what we have to weigh. 
uh, Jones is clearly uh, the greatest mixed martial artist of all time based on his size, his unusual length, and his dynamic wrestling background. And then you couple that with the fact that he's a pretty mean dude. Uh, he's He's got world championship pedigree. In uh, this situation, he's been off for three years, and he, at 35 years old, packs on now extra weight to compete at heavyweight. He's never fought there before. We've not seen him in a weigh-in there. My guess is he's going to weigh in at 245, 248, 50 pounds kind of thing. And let's understand, when he was fighting at 205, he was competing at 230. So uh, this is not going to be a huge amount of weight gain, but we're going to have to monitor his time off, his weight gain, and how his 35-year-old frame will react to that weight gain against a guy in Ghana who is green as a cucumber as far as mixed martial arts is concerned. His first fight in 2014, kickboxing, he had a couple years of kickboxing career, his first pro mixed martial arts fight in 2018. By 2018, John Jones had five, six championship-type uh, bouts against absolute killers in the UFC, albeit at light heavyweight, 205 pounds. So as I look at this fight, I see a dynamic difference in fight pedigree. The mixed martial artist Jones, though he's been away, uh, I think is really holds tremendous opportunity in this fight against a guy that's plenty athletic. He's been more active. He's going to move well. He's he's a kickboxing background, but John Jones is going to smother him, press him against the fence, take him to the floor and dominate him the way I look at it. So at this point in time, 155 may not be such a bad price. Where'd this price open, uh, Lou? Uh, actually, the Bout Business podcast got it when it when it opened at uh, Jones plus one fifteen. So from plus one fifteen to minus one fifty five, Jones has gone. Yeah, I thought he was plus money when this opened. So there's a switch here. You agree with the line move? Obviously, the last time I saw Jones fight, not the most impressive performance from him. Are you a little bit concerned about that? That uh, he's not going to be the same fighter after this layoff. Uh, that's a great question, and I think that's a, a viable argument. I, uh, some will say he was bored. I think maybe he was to an extent. Uh, I think for me, the best news on this layoff is that John Jones is still John Jones, and and this is going to come off a little bit discolored. But John Jones is still drinking and being John Jones. If he was clean and sober. Uh, you would not be hearing this form of backing for John Jones. But because he's still the bad boy and he still likes to get away with a little bit of this and a little bit of that, I, I think he's in a perfect position to manage everything he has to manage and fight his best fight. He knows, I think he's he knows he's in with an athletic, powerful guy, and he has to feel motivated by this. At least if this doesn't motivate him, nothing's going to. That's an interesting way to look at it, too. I, I tend to agree with you. I, you, know, you think of John Jones, and I still think of him as a relatively young fighter, but he's not, Lou. He's 35 
years old, if you think about, man, pretty soon I'm going to be 50, Lou. Time flies. But, uh, you know, at, at 35, has he got diminished skills after the layoff? I don't know. But uh, we're seeing the number move in favor of John Jones. You got on the right side of it, plus 115. This is scheduled for five rounds. How far do you think it goes? What are you looking at in terms of the round prop? And you said you think he's going to win by submission? I think John Jones is is going to win the fight. As far as the total is concerned, I see currently four and a half, minus 145 to the over. It indicates to me uh, a decision kind of a fight. I'm not so sure okay. if I agree. I'm not so sure if I really agree with that. I think uh, at four and a half, uh, th- that under might be interesting. Again, uh, I, I, Gagne has never fought anyone other than a pure stand-up striking threat. The one wrestling stance or stanza that he got into, he initiated with Nganu, who at the time had two uh, ACL uh, issues in his knees, and Ganu submitted him on the ground. So uh, this this all around, I think, is really a, a tough, tough spot for Gane, who may be taking one on the chin in order to help John Jones uh, solidify his moniker for uh, as being the GOAT as well as pound-for-pound pound king. All right, Lou Finicaro, great breakdown of that fight next Saturday night in Vegas. John Jones comes back to the UFC at 285. And... Um, you and Dave Ross do a great job on that first strike show. Dave's a fight enthusiast as well. Uh, we've got about 45 seconds left, Lou. I know you're going to break down this whole card uh, late next week. Is there a fight or two else on that card that really gets your attention right now you think's worth a look uh, for betters? Yeah, right now there's a ladies' fight, and it's against two Brazilians. Uh, young Lady Ribas, cute as she can be, against a young lady, Arahu. The key to this fight is Arahu used to fight Bantamweight, 135. She's moving to 125. Rebos moves from 115 up to 25. I think Arahu, who is currently priced plus 105, plus 100, I think she's the, she, I know she's the taller, stronger, longer fighter. She's the meaner fighter. And I think she should be the favored fighter. All right, that's Lou Finicaro from Phoenix to Fight Doctor. The fights are over. The show's over. Lou, go spend some time with your wife tonight. Thanks a lot, man. I appreciate the time. Thanks for having me on, Matt. Take All care. All right. Bye. Quick break. We'll come back, talk college hoops, and a little bit of football betting. Stay tuned. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. 
The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release, presented by Verizon, coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sunday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VSIN, the sports betting network. Sports betters, as the football season ends, Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is a place to be for hoops and hockey. Bet Rivers has you covered for every line, out and boost. Join every week for new promotions like the Tuesday Hockey First Goal Insurance, Saturday Hockey Same Game Parlay Bet and Get, Weekly Pro Basketball Bet and Get, and more. Check out BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app. It's a whole new game. New promotions every week for hockey and the NBA. Bet Rivers Sportsbook at BetRivers.com. All right, back here on the Sunday Bet Prep Show from the VSIN Studio, Circus Sportsbook, downtown Las Vegas on a Saturday night. And a uh, great guest list on this show, still to come in the final hour, JVT, Jonathan Von Tobel on the NBA, and Dave Tooley, Tooley the Tout on the uh, XFL. I'm going to talk a little uh, college hoops and NFL here to wrap up uh, hour number two tonight. Take a look at this NFL mock draft that was put up at CBS Sports this week. And uh, I'm making a mockery of the draft by putting this up this way. Anthony Richardson, Florida quarterback, number one to the Colts. I'm going to say if uh, the Colts actually trade up to number one to draft Anthony Richardson, you might as well just shut down the franchise. That would be one of the most ridiculous decisions they can make. And Jim Irsay has made a lot of them. He's, uh, at this point, one of the most clueless owners in the NFL. He's got a lot of competition in that category. But the if, if the Colts end up taking Anthony Richardson at number one, it would be next-level incompetence. Uh, I talked about this with Brad Powers to kick off this hour tonight, and I firmly believe it. I've watched Anthony Richardson at Florida against elite college defenses and against some defenses that aren't that good. Now, he's a raw athlete, spectacular athlete with size, pretty good arm strength. But he's not an accurate passer. He completed 50, about 54% of his passes last year. Uh, for the Gators. 
Justin Fields was a much more accurate, much better passing quarterback at Ohio State. Remember the six-touchdown game he had in the Sugar Bowl against Clemson? Fields was a guy who could throw it. In the NFL, he doesn't look like a very good passing quarterback, but he's much better than Anthony Richardson as a thrower. Fields has become an elite running quarterback, too. He's not Lamar Jackson, but he's pretty damn good when it comes to running the ball. He's a force. And I think that uh, the Bears' ownership, or the Bears' management, let's put it that way, Brian Pace, the GM, Matt Eberflus, the head coach, I don't think they wanted Justin Fields to be their quarterback of the future at the outset of the 2022 season. Uh, but by the end of the season, Justin Fields was so good, even though the Bears lost so many games and they didn't win a game in the final two months, Fields was so good, I don't think they had a choice. They knew that he had to be the franchise quarterback, and that's the guy they're going to move forward with. Now, while well, the Bears do have a choice, they could trade Fields. Uh, they've got some things they can do with that number one pick. I, I, I think they should hold on to Justin Fields' own build around him, put weapons around him, kind of like the Eagles did with Jalen Hurts. All you have to go back to is a year ago, let's say April, a lot of people were saying, well, the Eagles look pretty good, but you know, I don't know about Jalen Hurts. Well, you could say the same thing about the Bears. You could say, well, uh, the Bears don't have nearly the talent the Eagles have at any position on the field except for quarterback. And Fields is a comparable talent, I think, to, uh, to, um, to what um, Jalen Hurts is in Philadelphia. Hurts and Fields, very similar players, I think. But you got to put the players around him. Hurts is behind an elite offensive line with the Eagles. Fields has a weak offensive line in Chicago. The Bears got a decent defense. They got to build up the defense. But the main thing is you got to build the offensive line, put playmakers around them, and Justin Fields has a chance to go to the next level as a quarterback. Anthony Richardson, if he develops in three years, might be what Justin Fields is now. Might be. In the NFL, there's not much patience. Who's going to wait three years for Anthony Richardson to develop? It just doesn't happen. And that's why I think this uh, hype about him flying up to draft boards to where he was 101 to odds to be the number one pick last week, and now he's 7-1 to odds is nonsense. Uh, and it's when you bet the draft, you can't just bet on your opinion. You have to bet what you think the teams are going to do. I can't imagine that these NFL teams and the decision makers are dumb enough to think that Anthony Richardson should be the number one pick. It's nonsense. The number one pick should be Bryce Young. You can say all you want about him being slightly built. He's got a high football IQ. He's an outstanding. He's got outstanding instincts. He's the type of guy who could be a difference maker for a franchise like the Houston Texans. I think Bryce Young's going to go number one. Then you're going to have some form of Will Anderson, Jalen Carter, C.J. Stroud, Will Levis. I, I really think Anthony Richardson should probably be the fourth quarterback off the board, not the number one overall pick. But anyway, if you look at this mock draft that CBS Sports put out this week, and right now at BetMGM, Bryce Young is minus 120 Favorite to be the uh, top pick in the draft. Brad Powers says he thinks that number could close at minus 300. I agree with him. Right now, if you want to get your first draft bet in, play Bryce Young at minus 120 to be the top pick. I don't think you're going to regret that. It should be a good number, too. The CBS Sports mock draft, Anthony Richardson, number one to the Colts. Bryce Young, number two to the Texans. Georgia defensive lineman Jalen Carter, number three to the Cardinals. Alabama edge rusher Will Anderson, number four to the Bears. 
Kentucky quarterback Will Levis, number five to the Panthers. And then uh, moving down a little bit, you've got uh, number eight, C.J. Stroud of Ohio State to the Ravens. And that makes you wonder, what are the Ravens going to do with Lamar Jackson and his contract situation? I don't think they want to pay him. And he's got what I consider to be some outrageous contract uh, demands. First of all, a lot of these quarterbacks now are operating off what Deshaun Watson got from the Browns, which is a quarterback contract to reset the market in a negative way. The Browns gave Deshaun Watson a contract that's going to prove to be one of the worst in the history of the NFL. The Ravens are not ignorant enough to do a deal like that with uh, Lamar Jackson. And really, with a quarterback with an injury history who's going to take a lot of hits, it's tough to guarantee uh, that type of money. And what the, the Browns did was unprecedented. It was also idiotic. And uh, the Ravens are not going to do that. So who knows what direction the Ravens are going to go in a quarterback. But there's so many dominoes that have to fall here in the quarterback market in the offseason. It's going to be fascinating because everybody loves to talk about the quarterbacks. And the one guy who's probably going to dictate most of the movement is going to be Aaron Rodgers. And uh, you can look at a couple different sports books right now have Aaron Rodgers either at minus 300 to land with the Raiders or minus one, I think a points bet at minus 165. I've seen minus 300 offshore for the Raiders to be Aaron Rodgers' team and minus 165 a points bet. A couple of different uh, numbers there. There are also conflicting reports that the Packers are done with Rodgers. They're going to deal him and they're going to move on. And Jordan Love's going to be the quarterback in 2023. There's also another report that says. Rodgers is more likely to be back with the Packers because of the three-year, $150 million contract he signs. It guarantees him, I think, $59 million this year. And it's tough to trade a quarterback with a cumbersome contract like that. So maybe if you're betting on Aaron Rodgers' week one team odds and you say the contract's going to be too tough to work around, he's going to be back with the Packers. You're going to look at the plus 230 price, the second choice. That's the odds board we're looking at now has – Raiders minus 300, Packers plus 230, Jets plus 650. And it seems like Rodgers is going to end up in one of three spots. Raiders, Packers, Jets. What about Lamar Jackson? If uh, Jackson's on the market, you got to think the Jets are going to be in play there. Uh, there's a lot of things that could happen. And, you know, even when you break down just the Las Vegas Raiders quarterback possibilities, we thought we had good sources that uh, Tom Brady was the most likely uh, quarterback that Josh McDaniels was going to go to here in the offseason. And Brady retired. I'm still not sure why, because he was wanted in Las Vegas, and he's probably wanted in San Francisco. But he retired, and now it's not Brady. The first option for uh, Josh McDaniels in Las Vegas looks like it's going to be Aaron Rodgers. If they, if they can't work a deal for Rodgers, and you know the Raiders want to do that because Devontae Adams wants his quarterback back. If the Raiders can't work a deal for uh, Aaron Rodgers, I think the backup plan is going to be Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, it also might be that Josh McDaniels thinks he can win with Jarrett Stidham. That's a ris risky proposition because McDaniels doesn't have a lot of leeway here. He's going to win next year or he could be done. Are you going to put your fate in the hands of Jarrett Stidham? I'm not so sure. There's also talk that Mac Jones and Bill Belichick are having a falling out in New England. If that's the case, Mike McDaniels, Say, hey, I want to make a deal for Mac Jones and bring him to Las Vegas. There's a lot of things that can happen 
during the offseason. And uh, some of it's going to affect the NFL's uh, futures board, too, in terms of the Super Bowl. Also, the NFL draft uh, props are going to be going up. You're going to see a lot more of those up in the coming weeks, and we're going to analyze those because draft betting has been very profitable for all of us here in the past few years. So a lot to talk about there. Up next, JVT on the NBA. Stay tuned. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL Schedule Release, presented by Verizon, coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.